At sight of the coin, the bookseller gave a laugh so sudden it seemed even to surprise him. <laughs> you will need more than that. On hearing us, and seeing that the bookseller was available, Papa approached. Monsieur, I am looking for... The bookseller's eyes did not leave mine. I do not have it. But, monsieur, you gave me barely chance to say what it is that I... Sorry, no. Monsieur, I must say your manner is most impol... I have customers to attend to. Excuse me. The bookseller held up a hand to silence my father. His gaze shifted between us now with a look as scathing as it was dismissive. Father, daughter, one and the same. That was the judgment I felt come to rest upon me, monsieur. Whatever book it is you are after, I would not let you have it. Not until you have settled your account. Ha. Ah. I see. A matter of weeks and it will be cleared, I assure you. One more volume is neither here nor there. Colour had risen to Papa's cheeks. So, I am to stand your debt while you while away your time reading, is that it? Then, with benefit of learning, you can return to lecture me from your elevated position, is that correct? Whatever should I expect next? Freedom for all and from any obligation? From your debts too, I'll suppose. No, Monsieur Vimont. Pardon. It seems that way only ensures my servitude to you. Now, if you will excuse me, I have customers I need to attend to who do have the means to pay. The bookseller tucked the dragon book tightly under one arm, turned on his heel and walked away. We left the shop soon after. Quel imbécile de bouquiniste, Papa muttered as he clattered the door shut behind us. He can keep his books. Two sous pamphlets for nitwits and numbskulls. I'm sorry you were witness to that, Delphine. I'm sorry too, Papa. But to this, Papa gave no reply. On Papa's next return from Paris, he came back with news. Delphine, he called as he strode through to his library. Viens. No longer did he ask me to sit by his side, and I knew it would be impertinent for me to ask. You are thirteen now, are you not? I am, Papa. Fourteen in but a matter of months. Yes. I flushed. Why ask questions to which he had answers already? Why should I need to confirm my age? Well, well then. Papa? Whatever news he had for me, he was reluctant to say it. He took a quill from his desk, studied it, and put it back. How was Paris, Papa? He grimaced and rubbed a hand over his brow. So, so. I went to Vincennes. The admission startled me. Vincennes? That nest of vipers? In the hours after his many outbursts, Papa would drink and, when quite drunk, he would include me in swearing down these, his most bitter rivals, muttonheads, asses, fools. Quel con! I said without thinking, Delphine. I slapped a hand over my mouth. Samaclou had been in education in more ways than one. Excuse-moi, papa. 
He let the shame of what I had said hang over me in silence. Is silence the worst reproach? He closed his eyes, more tired than I had seen him before. This is my fault. My fault entirely. Papa? You are no longer a child. I must think of your future. I wanted to tell him again that I was sorry, that it wasn't his fault, that there was no need to talk of the future, a word that seemed to bear only teeth. Victor Césarie. You are too young, perhaps, to remember. He worked for me once, before he took himself off to Vincennes. Vincennes. The centre of porcelain production, where the finest pottery in France was made. The name seemed to hang in the air between us, a shimmering bubble about to burst. Their flowers are sought by the royal court.